Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio. This is Small Business IT Radio for another Friday here. It's our last show of the year, so we had a great year this year here on uh, Small Business IT Radio. A lot of great guests, a lot of good uh, lessons learned and things talked about. And I, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't, you know, end the year off with this uh, with a great topic that we're going to talk about today. And I've uh, got a great panel of, of friends uh, assembled here, all HCG members. Uh, kind of talk about a great uh, topic for this time of year. We're going to talk about marketplace ministry, and I got this idea from from Arlen, who's uh, one of our uh, guests today on on the program, and a blog posting he did oh, a few weeks ago, actually maybe a month and a bit ago now, and it kind of intrigued me to let's get a bunch of guys together and kind of chat about this and and what it really means, and you know, I think uh, and Arlen, you can answer this question a little later on. It, it's one of those almost like a forbidden fruit type conversation in, in a lot of workplaces. But today here on Small Business IT Radio, we're going to open up the, uh, open up the can and, this, and we're going to chat about it openly and freely and uh, hopefully we can uh, share some of our insights uh, with how we see marketplace ministry in, uh, in, you know, in today's world. Yeah, my name is Stuart Crawford. I'm uh, coming to you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where uh, it's supposed to get really cold this weekend. So we'll, uh, you know, we're enjoying the 30-degree weather, which is, for some might be really cold, but for us up here, it's a warm winter's day, and i got a great team uh, of uh, friends here assembled. So we're going to kind of go around the horn quickly here, and everybody can introduce themselves. A lot of the guys who have been on the program before, so you recognize their name. But I want to start off with uh, the man who kind of gave me the idea, Arlen Sorensen from uh, Harlan, Iowa, HTF, Harlan Technology Solutions, out there in uh, western Iowa. He's not there today, uh, but uh, he's joining us from Kansas. Arlen, good morning to you, sir. How are things with you? Things are going extremely well, Stuart. Thanks for having me on today. And I'm sure a lot of people listening today are, know who you are, but just for those people maybe just stumbling upon us for the first time, give us a quick bio of who you are and, and what HTS is all about and the services that you bring to uh, Western Iowa and actually across the Midwest. Well, thanks, Stuart. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my name is Arlen Sarnson. I'm the CEO President of Heartland Technology Solutions, and uh, we are a uh, solution provider, VAR, that services uh, small and medium businesses across the Midwest. We have uh, eight offices across five states. We serve Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and have about 80 folks on our team. Um, and we're definitely uh, focused on the tertiary markets, the smaller markets, and uh, taking care of customers in those places. Uh, I also have the privilege of being part of the uh, Heartland Tech Group program, which is for uh, peer groups, and uh, I guess everybody on this call is a part of that uh, that program as well. So thanks for the time to be on today, and I look forward to, to learning from everybody else on the call. Well, thanks, Arlen, for joining us. And we'll kind of go around the uh, the horn here quickly. Perhaps uh, the, the only other place in the world that can be colder with, from where I am from, uh, Brad Scow joins us from Duluth. Brad, is it actually colder there today than it is here? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's probably about 5 degrees, maybe 10 below wind chill, and we're looking at about a foot of snow over the weekend, so winter's here. Tell us a bit about uh, CompuDyne and what you do up in northern Minnesota there. Yeah, Stuart, I'm a uh, general manager here at CompuDyne. We've been in business um, 20 years this year. Uh, we, much like Arlen, are a, a Reseller, value-added reseller, network integrator in northern Minnesota. We have an office in northern Michigan. We've got 40 employees now, and we uh, also serve that small to medium business segment. And um, uh, the, the economic uh, impact hasn't hit us yet, and we're hoping it doesn't, and we're just uh, having the faith that God's going to see us through all this. So that's what's well, going I, on up here. I think that's a good partner to have in your corner. Uh, Rick, uh, we're going around the horn here in the cold belt. Anyways, Rick Ball joins us from uh, Chicago. And Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, first time on the program, so welcome. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I own a company called Quality System Solutions. Uh, we're here in uh, suburban Chicago, and it was uh, single-digit weather this morning here as well. So uh, we're actually looking for a little bit of a warm-up on Sunday and then back to winter. But uh we're a uh, small full-service solution provider serving the uh, SMB space here in primarily Metro Chicago. 
Well, welcome, Rick. And I know you got a great blog, and we have an opportunity to kind of talk about that in a little bit here that I that I follow on a daily basis. And the only member of our panel today who probably doesn't come from the north, Jeff Wood, Wood Networks of, of uh, Eastern uh, Eastern Texas, Jeff. East Texas, that's right, Stu. Thanks for having me. Uh, Wood Networks, president of uh, Wood Networks, uh, Jeff Wood, president of Wood Networks in Tyler, Texas, about an hour and a half east of Dallas. And uh, I'm probably the only representative of the South today. We're looking at sunny skies and about 60 today, so uh, I'd be glad to talk to any northern boys about that that are under a foot of snow. Um, we're your typical uh, reseller VAR, uh, network consulting, technology consulting company, Microsoft partner, HP partner, um, doing voice over IP. Uh, we've been in business since about 1998, and we employ about 18 people. And we service, like Arlen does, we service a lot of the smaller markets, obviously being pretty far from a metro area, and um, continually trying to grow and, and, and do new things and talk about how we might glorify God through it. Well, welcome, everyone, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, God brought us all together here to have a, a great uh, hour together in uh, fellowship and sharing of uh, you know how ministry has affected our business and you know our life and how we take that into our into our uh, world. Arlen, since you came up with this topic, uh, I would I would guess probably maybe two months, no more than two months ago, and I read it in your blog. I think it was your blog, uh, and you were talking about that. And I said, you know, what a great idea to come come together, bring a bunch of us together, uh, and talk about this. But in your in your concept, Arlen, what is, what is marketplace ministry all about, and and how does that impact what you do on a daily basis? Well, I, I think really for me, uh, you know, it, it was a realization that I shouldn't separate who I am when I'm at work from who I am when I'm not at work. And uh, you know, for a long long period of time, I kind of thought that when I went to work in the morning, I had to check my faith at the door, basically, and, you know, heaven forbid anybody would know uh, my faith position and, and uh, that I would, would talk about that or, or allow that to determine how I run my business. And, you know, I came to the realization a, a few years back that, you know, that's really uh, not the way God intended for us to, to live our lives. And so, uh, you know, to me, marketplace ministry is is really just being true to to who we are as as uh, men of faith as we run our companies and uh, looking for opportunities to serve people through our businesses to uh, to live our lives consistent with the faith that we have and and to uh, glorify God and and give Him the glory for the the wonderful things that He causes to happen in our, our organizations. Uh, you know, too often uh, in the old days, I would I would try to take credit for a lot of things that happened when, in fact, it's it's always been God. And so, uh, you know, I've I've quit running from from that opportunity, I guess, to just uh, put put the uh, the credit where it's due and uh, to live life in a way that that glorifies Him. And and uh, what I found is that you know, the uh, what the world tells you is that you know people will will get all bent out of shape and excited and they won't uh, talk to you, respect you, will do business with you, and I just don't find that to be true at all. So all the fear that, you know, I allowed to control me for a, a long time uh, is really just that. It's it's fear and it's it's just not true. Well, I have to agree with you, Arlen, because ever since, I, you know, I publicly uh, opened myself up to a lot of folks around, even in the Calgary market here, we even see that in my entrepreneur group that I facilitate on a monthly basis. That many people are coming forward and uh, and, uh, and having those conversations now. So I'm happy and I'm glad that you you took that step because you influenced a number of people in the IT uh, space to do the same. And uh, I'm going to ask Rick a question here because I first met Rick. I'm sure Rick, we met at many conferences, but it wasn't until uh, the past summer that we actually got to know each other, uh, where we could actually talk on a regular basis. So I'm very glad that we both took the initiative to drive to Iowa this this past summer and uh, and link up. Tell us about what uh, you know. What ministry means to you in, in the business, and how you take uh, the message of God to uh, to your daily uh, work life. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I echo that sentiment. It was a, a pleasure to finally uh, to sit down and talk with you. And uh, I want to thank Arlen for hosting that uh, Go Giver conference because that was, I think, a, a great uh, benefit to all, 
to all that attended. Um, you know, we we um, we're a small shop, uh, and uh, we deal primarily with small businesses, and so uh, I I don't. I don't feel a great deal of risk in uh, in sharing my uh, my faith um, because it, it largely is personal relationships. I mean, we're typically dealing with the business owner. There's not a lot of bureaucracy there, and, and quite honestly, in in my case, uh, losing any one client, if that were to happen, um, wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. Um, I'm in a little bit of a unique position in that uh, we've been in business for 12 years, and uh, that entire time I've done a substantial amount of work outside of my business as well as a contract consultant for various other agencies. And uh, that's where things can get a little more interesting. Um, For example, I've been a a contract consultant at Motorola for five years now, and uh, I support a department of about 200 people there. And uh, basically, uh, a senior Windows network admin. That's my my capacity there. Um, and I've got my cube. I've got my space. I'm in and out of there on a regular basis. Um, and, and one of the things that I've done the entire time I've been there is is my everybody decorates their cube, right? You know, or personalizes it, I should say. Uh, there's a Bible sitting on my. Uh, bookcase. Um, I attend uh, Willow Creek Community Church. We have some very gifted teachers there, and they do a lot with kind of props and hands-on things. So uh, I bring a lot of that stuff that I walk out of the church with uh, back to that cubicle, and I I have kind of, you know, a a little display area there. Um, And I also am involved or was involved in some children's ministry issues uh, or things with my my kids so there's pictures of that so if you walk into my cube there's it's very apparent that that it's a christ-centered area um and and so people you know then they have to deal with that they walk in and they choose to engage or not to engage but it 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 allows some conversations to begin um and back to arlen's point you know the political correctness of that um you know, was was a little bit of a concern at first, but uh, like I said, they when they walk into my cube, it, it's kind of their choice as to whether they want to talk about any of the stuff that's in there or if they just want to discuss whatever issue they came to, uh, you know, came to see me on. Yeah, and you know, one of the problems, you know, one of the challenges I always had, Rick, was being comfortable uh, opening myself up so people can see. That and, I, and and I was very much like Arlen at one time. It was very much me me centric uh, and me focused. It was everything was about what I can do and look look how great I was. It wasn't until I kind of opened up and realized that you know what I'm not in the driver's seat here. I'm just I'm just a passenger on the bus and the, the bus is my own life. Uh, somebody else is driving it. I just gotta get on for the ride. That was when you know when really really great things started to happen. And one of the really great things that happened in my life was getting to know Brad Scow and uh, Brad. I know you're very, you know, a, a deep man of faith, and you bring that into CompuDine every day. But tell us how you, you know, how you bring that into work, and you know, and uh, you know how that how that benefits the business overall. Um, well, Stuart, for for me, um, as I as I continue my walk with the Lord and 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 read the Bible and learn more about myself and God, it seems that. Everything is about him, and he will use any circumstance that he can go that happens in my life to draw me closer to himself. And I figure if that's the case for me, it's got to be the case for everybody else. And so if God is working in every situation, trying to get us to notice him and 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 treat him with the the respect and reverence that he deserves, that's got to be happening in everybody's else everybody else's life. So if if I look at the people that work with me and, and under me and around me uh, like God does and realize that they are going through some situations and God wants to bring glory to himself through those, if I can work on God's side to try to point them in that direction, not in a not in a self-righteous way, but just in a, you know, maybe think about it from this perspective way, um, God uses those things, it seems like. The Holy Spirit just has divine appointments. So, you don't have to beat people over the head with it, but like you said, if you're not afraid just to let people know that 
that there is a truth and there is a God that you can know out there and he loves you and he wants the best for you. Eventually a circumstance will happen in their life where you can, uh, you can, you can make that real along with the Holy Spirit. So if you approach your day that way, God is faithful to give you opportunities. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Uh, Brad, I mean, I wanted to, you know, publicly thank you for everything that you've done over the last little while for, for me, because you've been kind of one of those rocks in the corner as well. So, uh, thanks. So, and then I'll whip it over down down to our friends in the in the south where it's 60 degrees. I'm envious. Jeff, you know, we, we, we did SMB Summit last year, uh, last April, and you were very open sharing your faith there. Uh, was it uncomfortable for you to open up to, to, to a group of IT guys and, and share your experiences with God uh, in a public forum like that, or is that just something that you, you know that just comes natural to you? Well, it, it's not. It wasn't uncomfortable, and it's not uncomfortable. Um, you know, I, I'm always careful to. I, I, I'm proud of what I believe, and, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of what I believe. Obviously, the Word tells us that that's the approach that we should take. Um, but at the same time, if you don't approach how you uh, how you let others know what you believe, if you don't approach that the right way, obviously um, the the whole purpose of sharing what you believe is is to introduce others to the gospel. Um, so that so that they may have an interest in God can begin working on their heart um, to possibly lead them to Christ. So I'm I'm always cognizant and aware of the fact that okay, uh, it's my responsibility to share my faith with others. Um, but just like anything else, different people, different situations require a different approach. And in terms of the summit and and in any other event or at the office in front of IT guys. Um, you know, we face we, we face special problems every day. Um, we have to wear the Superman cape. That's the term we have around our office. You know, who's going to wear the cape today and be Superman for their client? There's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of expectation. Um, perhaps in our industry, it, it's probably greater than, than a lot of other industries. And, and along with that, I, I think that it, it's just very important to always talk about what you believe and, and always have that to fall back on because the expectations are always so high. And I think that's one of the things that is really beneficial to to being a believer, uh, serving the folks that you work with, that you work that work for you, and, and making sure that at the top that you stay accountable to the Lord, accountable to yourself, and accountable to them because you know they need you to be they need you to be strong in your faith because they're facing issues every day. And, mo- and a lot of the guys are young and, and, and they're still impressionable and, and they're looking to you. They're, they're looking to you as the owner or manager, uh, as, as the guy who sets the tone, as the guy who sets the example. And for me personally, I, I like that because it holds me accountable and it forces me to think about things that are a little bit bigger than myself and think about the ebbs and flow of business and how I let that impact me because others are watching. So so workplace ministry to me is is it's just as much about me being accountable as it is to others being accountable. Look, and and that and that makes a lot of sense to to me is and that's and God knows I've had my struggles in life and something I'm working towards every day is trying to become more accountable to those around me and to myself and and to God and 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 just follow that leadership example and Arlen one of the things I want to talk ask you about is you know what I mean that was a pretty courageous step to do that event in SMP SME Summit from from my point of view is that you know, here's here's a guy who's willing to share his his faith in a in an IT conference that's just something that doesn't happen every day you know you had people joining us in your uh, in your room every day and we had a, a service on the on the Sunday you you did that again at Worldwide Partner Conference, and I can see it happen, that happen in, at almost every event that we do going forward. That was, some pretty, that was a pretty big step for you to publicly uh, start doing that and, and, and inviting others into sharing God's glory uh, at, at an IT conference. That's something that didn't happen every day. Well, you know, there, there, was, there were some moments of, uh, of fear and trepidation as, as we took some of those steps, but... You know the, the thing that the thing that I've learned uh, over the years, particularly as I've had the privilege of getting involved with uh, you know more and more people at a personal level, is to understand that there are a lot of strong believers in the IT industry, 
a lot of guys like you have on the call today that live their life based on faith every day. And the the thing that struck me over and over as I began to, to talk to folks, you know, privately was I, I kept hearing, man, I didn't know there were any other Christians in the IT industry. Uh, it was like faith was just something that never got talked about in, in uh, our space. And so, you know, God really challenged me uh to to break that mold and you know it started with with some of the blogging and and things like that that I began to do and in the email morning uh updates that I started to send out and you know he began to to grow that and bless it and you know when we got around to having the uh, the summit event uh last spring you know it just was an obvious message from him to uh you know just make the make the offer, and I had no idea if anybody would show up. Uh, but you know, God challenged me to to go out and trust Him, and uh, certainly I've learned that uh, trusting Him is never a risk; it's always the right thing. And so, you know, it, it turned out to be uh, something that He used, I think, to to kind of start a a small wave moving, and and uh, you know, a number of of people have jumped on that that boat, and and really. Uh, are trying to to make faith a a integral part of what we do. Uh, it shouldn't end when we go to a conference. It should be part of the interaction we have and the relationships we have every day. And uh, so, you know, God gets all the credit for that. It was uh, if it had been left up to me, I probably would have ducked and and not done it. But uh, He continued to just impress on my heart that you know we've we've got to be faithful to what we believe, no matter what we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful because I'm very happy you took that step, Arlen, to uh, make that stuff happen in, uh, at SMB Summit, especially, and then carrying it through. I just want to share with everybody that if you want to dial in and ask us a question, we do have the, the guest call-in number available at area code 646-716-8372. Please call in and, you know, if you just want to share how uh, your faith has impacted your business and, you know, some of the things that happened since you opened up that way, I mean, I can... I can share with you guys that hey, May 2007, my life was a kind of a disaster, and it wasn't, if it wasn't for my good friends and my HTG group that kind of helped guide me and step in and and shape things to back the way it is today. I mean, and I'm no and I'm no angel. Things still go on every day that, that you know I need constant reminder that uh, you know I'm human and I'm learning, and you know I got to put my faith in God and and just trust you know, that I'm going to be guided in the right direction, but. You know, I just want to openly share that. You know, we're, I think we've all been in that in that boat. And Rick, I mean, talk about you know your blog and what you do on a daily basis. Because Arnold shared his list, and I mean, Arnold's got a great list, and you know, most all of us are on. But you, ha- you on your blog, you openly talk about your faith as well on your blog, and uh, you know, tell us how that came about. Well, actually, uh, Arlen's name's going to come up quite a bit throughout this conversation. I think um, I-, I will have to indirectly uh, attribute that to him. Um, during the, the Go-Giver conference, we on the last day, we had uh, some discussions, and Arlen's very good at taking notes, uh, remembering what people said, and holding them accountable for, for what they said. And, and one of the things that I said, one of several, was that I needed to uh, engage more in journaling, uh, not something that I'm very good at. And, you know, but the blog is essentially, uh, you know, the modern-day extension of, of journaling. So that's kind of what got me started. Uh, and, and typical of my personality, uh, when I start something, I, I tend to go to extremes. So I started a personal blog and a business blog and uh, sometimes bounce back and forth between the two, but I find that the, uh, the, the, the Rick Undone um, – is the one that really seems to get the most attention. And, uh, you know, it's it's still fairly new and uh, starting to get some traction, and it, it's like anything else that you do there. The more you do it, actually the more help you get. I get people contacting me and saying, hey, you know, could you talk about this? Or, you know, some of the stuff you get videos or you get, you know, some of these things that people provide to you, and they, they just fit nicely uh, into that space. And I, I, I love watching your following your blog. What's the URL for that, Rick? Um, it's uh, actually that's a good question because I never 
get to it that way. It's uh, it's a Blogspot blog. I think. Uh, one second, I'll pull that up. I think it's Rick Dash Undone or Rick Undone. One of those two. Yeah. Think- and just real quickly, the Undone part was kind of a play on words because, uh, you know, um, one, uh, I am not done. God is not finished with me. So it, it's undone from the perspective of he's still very much working in, in my life. As you mentioned earlier, you're no angel. Uh, none of us are perfect. We're all sinners. We all struggle with sin every day. And, and I, uh, I am dependent upon God continuing to work on me. Uh, and, and the other undone is that uh, God has a tendency to undo me uh, in, in ways that just really break you down and 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 humble you before him and so you know that was that was kind of the the message but yes it is uh, rick dash undone at blogspot.com so i recommend you go and subscribe to that one cuz one of one's well worth reading uh you know i think you post every day and that's you know rick i have the same story my my stuartcrawford.com blog gets way more attention than the other ones uh, that i do and you know that's that's where i you know open up my uh, heart and soul some days and you know, I have I've had people, you know, say negative things about me being so open in my life, but I find the positives outweigh that. And just like you, you know, the help and the advice and the people just supporting you, just from all people I've never met now, email me on a daily basis, just you know, supporting uh, you know even the journey I'm going through today. Uh, Jeff, let me just flip down to you down there in, in Texas, and hopefully you're not uh, getting a suntan in that uh, you know beautiful weather you have down there. But, I'm outside and it's getting hot. I got to tell you. <laughs> tell tell me, uh, you know what 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 do you do on a daily basis in your company? Do you guys, uh, you know, just business as normal, or is there anything special that you guys do, or maybe, you know, what even with Christmas coming up, uh, what what things are you doing special to glo- give God glory in this time of the year? Well, what, what we try to stay consistent with some sort of fellowship throughout the year. Um, a lot of the guys that come work for us, they kind of think it's strange that their company would buy them lunch every two weeks and we all sit down together, uh, you know, uh, barring any emergency projects or anything like that. But for the most part, every few weeks, all of us are sitting down together over lunch, typically taking an extended lunch and just as best we can work that in and and just kind of laughing. And, and um, you know, I'm not the most open. You know, one of the things I respect about you and and, and Arlen and, and, and Brad is, is you guys are just so open. I, I'm not a very open person. It's hard for me to just open up to just everybody. And uh, it's just a good time to sit down and just talk and, and just kind of, sure, there's there's shop talk a little bit, but that almost always that goes away the latter part of lunch. And we're just talking about what's going on in life and uh, funny things that might have happened to each other. And, and you really start to open up and build relationships um, you know, outside of just the 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 work environment, that's something we try to consistently do. There's a lot of value in that. There's there's ob- the obvious personal value to each other, getting to know each other. There's the business value because you, you you come together more as a team, and that obviously helps your company. But then you know the the bigger picture stuff is 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 guys know they have other guys and gals they can lean on, and that's one of the things we're trying to do is create that culture. Um, in, in terms of things that we do, especially around this time of year, I mean, we always have a a, a pretty good Christmas party and, 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 and a get-together. And every opportunity that I get to officially, if you will, stand up in front of the company, especially when their families are there, because we, we encourage all of their families to come, and it, it's just to talk a little bit about, you know, hey, it's not about me. It's what, what What's been accomplished here is because of you guys and us working together, but more importantly, it's because of what God's chosen to do. And I say all the time, I don't know why he's doing what he's doing with uh, Jeff Wood and Wood Networks and Tyler, Texas, and all our employees. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. It doesn't make sense sometimes. Um, But, you know, we're along for the ride, and and we're ready to see what happens next. main thing, Stuart, is it's just about fellowship. It's about, as Alden always said, it's about relationships. Everything in life boils down to relationships and and we have a high responsibility as, as, as guys in charge at our offices, um, either at the ownership level or management level, whatever it might be, to make sure we're maintaining relationships. Because the worst thing that can happen, and this has happened to me, is you know, an employee tell you that this worked for you for years, and they go, you know, I don't really even know you. And I had an employee tell me that a couple of years ago, and I was like, 
it really bothered me because I went back to my desk and was like, you know, this guy's worked for me for two years and he tells me he doesn't know me. You know, I've got to make some changes. So you got to make those relationship changes and make the effort. Yeah, that's, uh, I totally totally agree with you there because um, I've had that same conversation over the last month with some people, uh, even in my uh, in my office. Brad, I want to flip something over to you because you know Arlen's talked about uh, you know in his in his daily emails. And if you're not on Arlen's daily email list, uh, you know, just shoot us one of us an email. We'll make sure you get on. Uh, you know, investing in people. Uh, I look up to you. You know, Arlen planted the seed around investing in people, but I look to you, Brad, as more the the vehicle of you know what it takes to invest in people. Uh, tell us about you know how you how you do that and what uh, you know how does that work? You know, how do you? I mean, just tell us how you do it. I mean, I guess for those people that are trying to figure out how do you invest in people. Um, well, Stuart, for me, it's, it, again, it's kind of that mindset thing. I think you, you reap what you sow and the, the tough part in business, um, is you, you think that you work for, for, for money and for profit and for, uh, metrics and how can I drive more out of things? And that stuff's all important, but you have to keep that into the context of you're really just being stewards of what God's allowed you to to be over. Um, and, you know, again, the more, the more I, the more I read the Bible and the more I realize the big picture, and I, I kind of think that way, I always think down into the future. Um, Bible clearly says that all of the, the material things and the profit that we have and whatever we have that we left behind, leave behind, there's, there's no eternal value in that. And the only thing there is eternal value in is people and what you're doing for Christ. And so if that's really the most important thing, then that's the thing that, like, as a business person, you almost have to personally kind of almost put some metrics around um, to hold yourself accountable. Like like Jeff said, um, being over the people that you're over and having relationships with them and trying to drive down what's important for you to them uh, is important. But every day, if you're willing to look for it, and you're praying about it, God will provide you with an opportunity or a situation or or a phone conversation or you'll run into somebody that, that just needs to hear something or needs to talk about, be pointed in the right direction. And if you just look for those opportunities, every day they're there. And I, I, not to like give Arlen too much credit because I know he doesn't deserve it, <laughs> but uh, Arlen does a great job of that in his morning uh, email that he sends out. He always is looking for those opportunities. And sometimes, because um, I'm sure Arlen would be the first to say, and I, and I, I got my hand in the air, you, you don't go into your day that way, and God is providing for you opportunities that I'm not ready to walk in. But when when I put my head down on the pillow at the end of the day, I realize that God's used me that way anyway. So um, to keep those things in the front of your mind every day, it kind of becomes a discipline just to make what's important to God important to you. And one of the things I've learned, and, you know, again, Arlen, I'm going to put this over to you because you're the kind of person that introduced it to me, but I know the message didn't start with you. You've taught me and you taught a lot of other people the importance of of investing in people and and what that can do. And And I see you doing that daily, like Brad mentioned. You know, one of the things you shared with us in Buffalo back, I think that was May time frame we were in Buffalo, about, you know, relationships with our vendors and, and those, you know, those other people outside of our business, but primarily around the vendors. And and a lot of us in the IT profession struggle with those relationships with vendors. Uh, and, and some of us get it. However, you mentioned something that really stuck with me, and I, and I, and I talk about this all the time, is, you know, with our people that, that work in our vendors, uh, they're people too. They struggle with faith questions. They struggle with relationships at home. They have dogs that need to be looked after when they go away on holidays, and they have bills piling up. They're concerned about the economic conditions. Say, they have the same concerns that we do. However, I loved what you you mentioned about you know just taking that time and making that call, and just maybe just asking them how they're doing. Uh, that's to me that's a form of workplace ministry. Uh, can, is there anything that you can uh, elaborate on in that, Arlen? 
Well, I, I think you nailed it, that it, it is a form of workplace ministry, and, and Brad really said it well, I think, you know, that if we're going to really minister to people, it's because they're the most important thing in God's eyes that there is, and and uh, they should be for us as well. Uh, you know, running our companies or doing our jobs every day, that's something that we need to do. It's part of our responsibility, but what God's really called us to do is to be his, his hands and his feet and, and his representative to minister to people. And in order to do that, we have to have relationships. It's really hard to have an impact if we don't have a relationship with somebody, and and that just takes some time. It takes it takes us focusing on them instead of us. And for way too long in my life, you know, I didn't see anybody except myself, and uh, you know, I missed the opportunity to have an impact because of that. So God's really called us, I think, all to to just understand that. Every person we interact with every day is a divine appointment. It's not an accident. And he's got some something he wants to do through us to touch that person. You know, it may be as simple as a smile as we pass them, but it may be the only smile they see all day. And uh, I think we have to be really sensitive to each person that we have the privilege to, to interact with, uh, whether they work for us or we serve them as a customer or a vendor. It really doesn't matter what, what position they're in. We have a chance to to make a difference in their life. And, uh, you know, vendors vendors are one of those areas in our business in particular where so many people see them either as the enemy or uh, somebody to take advantage of or, you know, it's not a personal relationship kind of thing. But, you know, I learned uh, the hard way that making investments in, in anyone that I interact with on a regular basis, and particularly vendors, reaps huge rewards, not necessarily in me getting, you know, better prices or, or favorable treatment, but in the, in the beauty of the relationship. It, it makes it fun to do business together. And um, so I really worked hard at, at building relationships and maintaining them and, and investing in them and trying to serve folks that, you know, the world would say, well, they owe you. Well, no one owes us anything. God gives us the opportunity to serve others, and, and we need to take that no matter what position we're in. And so uh, everybody gets up in the morning and puts their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and I do. And uh it's important that we don't forget that they've got the same kind of problems. Uh, we all have bad days. We all have things that go wrong. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of some giant company or, you know, some small bar like all of us are. Uh, we, all, we all wrestle with life. And uh, that's where the opportunity is for us to serve is to live life in a way that we can touch people. Yeah, I mean that's that's wonderful and wonderfully said, Arlen, because that's that's so so critical that uh, we have about being a servant. And I'm reading a great book that uh, was given to me by uh, a CEO of the our local NHL franchise here when I met with him a few months ago, and it's it's called Inspirational Leadership, and it it really talks about servant leadership. And I think I think a lot of us on the call here, all of us on the call here, are great you know examples of some sort of a certain leadership, even what we're doing today, and you know, just by openly talking about our faith, uh, hey, publicly broadcasted on the internet. So I mean, that's a big step for a lot of us, especially Jeff. You know, talking about you not being an open, uh, an open guy. Uh, this is a huge step for you. So I think you're very open, my friend. I want to flip something over to Rick because Rick and I come from you know metropolitan areas that are a million people plus. Chicago's a lot bigger than than, than Calgary, but Rick, you know, in our bigger cities, there's a lot of culture and a lot of different faiths. Now, do you have any challenges in, in that, you know, and you mentioned your cubicle there, of, you know, people of other faiths, you know, and I respect people of other faiths and, you know, what they believe, and I know it always doesn't align with, you know, how I view uh, in Christianity, but, you know, I have lots of friends that are either Muslim or Jewish or, or Hindu. You know, how, how do you, here's a, I guess it's a difficult question, but what do you, how do you deal with that and, you know, as, and do you have do you have the luxury that I have about having friends that really understand the differences between other faiths and Christianity? Uh, that, that's an excellent question, and um, 
you know, to, to kind of set the context, we're, we're in suburban Chicago. Um, I have an elementary school right across the street from me, basically. And when, when my kids were in that school, there were 11 different nationalities represented in that school. Um, so cultural diversity is 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 huge um, in this area. Um, but I, I I view myself as pretty much a, a conservative Christian. So um, if you've read my blog, uh, every now and then I, I, I kind of poke fun at political correctness. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm perhaps, unlike Jeff, I'm not terribly bashful about uh, saying what I believe. Now, I understand that not everybody has to agree with me, and, and I respect the fact that they don't. But um, uh, much like Arlen, too, we, uh, I, I lead what's called a, a table group um, in our church, and, it, and it's a neighborhood-focused ministry. So, you know, if you want to extend workplace into the neighborhood, um, once a month we have uh, 18 to 20 people get together for just dinner. Now, that is predominantly Christians, but with our focus on neighborhood, every time we're reaching out um, to the neighbors around us that aren't uh, either strong in their faith or share a different faith. Uh, and if you went back to the blog post, you'll see that we just had a, uh, a thing on uh, Sunday where I went to every house in my neighborhood and personally delivered an invitation for folks to come back, come to our house, and, and basically just celebrate um, uh, a, a Christmas gathering with a focus on gather, collecting some, some toys and stuff for, for um, some needy people in the neighborhood. But, uh, you know, just I think the answer to the question is you can, you can be forthcoming with your faith, you can be bold with your faith, uh, yet still be respectful uh, of others, and I, I think we're called to do that. I don't. I don't think that we should shrink down uh, in an environment where other people that are different from us might be present. And that's uh, that's a wonderfully put. And that's, and that's why I see in, in here, especially in uh, in Calgary, where it's it's so culturally diverse. It's it's in it. It's it's wonderful actually to have many of us come together and, and share. Uh, our experience with our, with our faith and and, you know, and and seeing things from a different perspective. Um, kind of another thing around you know kind of around that you know because I think all different uh, faiths talk about you know being servants to the community. And Rick, you, I mean, out going around and inviting people for dinner is a wonderful a wonderful uh, example of being you know serving the community. Uh, but I want to talk about servant leadership uh, quickly here, and maybe I'll whip it down to Jeff. Uh, since he's our one, it's, uh, the one in our, our group that's uh, not so open, but I'm going to kind of put him on the hot seat here if he doesn't mind, because he's in a, in a warmer climate, so the seat's hot. But, uh, Jeff, you know, talk about servant leadership in wood networks. And, I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit about, you know, some of your things you do around, uh, you know, around, you know, your lunches every couple weeks with your staff. Uh, but how do you uh, influence, and in, no, not influence, but inspire your employees to uh, take that servant leadership role when they're either when they're dealing with their, in the community or with the customers or even in the company. Well, I think I think the best thing that you can do there, and it goes along with just witnessing to, to someone you don't know, um, is you've got to set the example first. You you've got to uh, you know to, to, to use a, a government term, you've got to reach across the aisle. You've got to initiate uh, you've got to initiate the example, so to speak, and. You know, as I've gotten older, and obviously you hit your, you hit your thirties, and then your mid thirties, and you start really thinking about things you never thought about before. You start thinking about the rest of your life, and and you examine where you've been to this point in your life, and I, the, the, what what it means for me is it's just I realize more and more that you know you got to quit waiting on other people. You got to quit. You've got to quit waiting on the right circumstance or the right situation. You've just got to you've, you've got to put forth the effort and do what you've been called to do, and you've got to set the example, especially in a, in a leadership position. So how how do I do that? Um, my people know that I'm willing to do anything that I've asked them to do. I'm willing to help them uh, at any time of the day, any time of the night. Uh, they know that they can call me at home in the middle of the night for anything. Um, and just over the last few years, we've really put a 
a much more well-defined management structure in place. And so I, I tell the I tell the key people that answer directly to me, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. you know, if, if there's something not right, if they're not doing their job the right way, I'm certainly going to tell them that. But 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 conversely, to that I think a lot of of, of good managers, good owners that, that that are believers, that are strong men or women of faith, they make the mistake of not looking past the business and looking past the job performance and saying, you know, there's a whole coaching side to this. I need to invest in these people, um, not from a profitability standpoint, but invest in these people to make them a personal success so that they can bring up and coach those under them. Uh, and, and, and kind of the gravy of that situation is if it's done somewhat right, the gravy of it is is the entire company benefits. Uh, you don't go into it with that purpose but that's what comes out of it. And I, I just try to get involved, and, I, and my people know, I, I hope they know, I stress it a lot, that whatever you need, you got to make it known. And, and I'm here to, you know, my guys are, are real good. My, my key guys are real good about, well, no, you don't need to be doing that. We need to be doing that. And that's great, and that's what every owner or manager wants to hear. But at the same time, I always try to stress and make sure that, they, that no one there ever thinks that I'm above doing that. And I think that's where it starts. I mean, that's what Christ did every day. You know, Christ was the king of the universe, could call legions of angels at a moment's notice, but he chose not to. He chose to integrate. He chose to he chose to get, get his hands dirty. Uh, he chose to wash the feet of his of, of his disciples. So, I mean, that's, that's what we've got to do. I always uh, love that uh, line. And, Jeff, when I, one thing I always did in work in, in, in life was, I, when I talk to my my staff and the people that I work with, is that you guys don't work for me. I work for you. If I'm not doing my job properly, how can you possibly do your job properly? And I think that's similar to what you just mentioned. Is, and that's what, uh, to me, true servant leadership is and in, in, in inspiring people to realize their true greatness. And, you know, the reason why we're all here is because, you know, God inspired Arden to take up the torch and, and do what he did. And then he, in turn, inspired all of us to do what we do. So I'm going to whip that over to Arlen, who, you know, timely enough just sent a reminder about the Go-Giver conference, and I just happened to notice it when I was, uh, you know, flipping screens to make sure the switchboard was up. I wasn't reading email, Arlen, by the way. But uh, sure. <laughs> I, I actually, my, call, my dashboard's on my computer, so I have to flip screens. But talk about inspiration, Arlen, you know, of, you know, your whole journey around, uh, you know, from where you started to where you are today. And, how much God inspired you, and how you took that and inspired other people. Let's talk about HTG and how that all, you know, that whole inspiration played out there. Well, you know, I would I would want to be very clear that you know, I I have made many major mistakes in my life uh, that that God needed to straighten out before I ever got to the point of being to uh, a place He could even use me, but. The whole HTG uh, peer group program really was was something that uh, developed out of a need that I had, a, a desperation, basically. And, and it was part of the early understanding of, of why people are so important. And just speaking from clearly a, a business perspective, you know, my company was failing. Uh, we were in trouble early in, uh, in 2001. And it became important to reach out to other folks to help me understand what was going on. It turned out to be a situation of uh, just the, re- the results of Y2K and the dot-com bust, and things were just tough in our industry overall. But, uh, you know, God used that to really get my attention and to, to make it very clear to me that, as you said earlier, I'm a passenger. I'm not driving anything. And uh, he owns it all. He's in control of all. And, uh, you know, there's value in getting together with others to share experiences and to learn. And, uh, you know, he's taken that and, and used it to, to be a, a, a vehicle that allows us to share faith as part of that journey because what I've what I really come to understand is that we can't run a business separate from living our lives. And it's one big thing. So... You know, we not only focus on business planning, but we talk about life planning, and we talk about the way that those things are all connected, and, and that's where faith gets involved is, 
you can't really live life and run a business without faith being an integral part of it. It's what keeps us going. It's it's the compass that keeps us on track. And I tried to run without that compass for a number of years, and it was a disaster. And uh, so God's really used my own life to show me uh, how pathetic it is when I try to take control. And there's a lot of days that I still try to grab the wheel back from him, but I'm learning more and more and more that uh, if I just stay in the passenger seat and let him drive, things are going to be a lot better. That's uh, that's so well put, my friend. Well put, and uh, that's something I realized. And and just in the recent history, it was nothing that happened a long time ago. Just, like I'm talking in the last few months. Um, we have, you know, it's quickly how you know when we're talking about something that we love to talk about, how time goes so quickly, and we got about uh, eight or nine minutes left. I want to go around the uh, the group one more, one last time here. Just you know, whatever you like to talk about, uh, something that we you wanted to mention but we didn't get around to doing it. Uh, now is an opportunity to kind of bring that up. Uh, Brad, I'm going to start with you. Um, one last, anything you'd like to add to the conversation today? Um, this don't feel like you have to be perfect and have everything in line in your relationship with God before you can be used in this sort of way. Um, Arlen's mentioned a number of times and it's exactly the same for me. There, there are plenty of days when I wake up and it's not on my mind. It's kind of maybe the furthest thing from my mind to get wrapped up in work. Maybe you got something going on where it's just even your relationship with God isn't even all that great right now. Um, he's always there for you and willing to forgive you and even though you're not exactly right there, he will still use you. So you, you don't have to wait to get everything done and set and ready to go before you start doing this. Just trust and and rest in him and have faith that he will use you throughout the day, and, and he will. Um, and the, the second thing kind of along those same lines is uh, sometimes even when you're doing this, uh, attacks come and, and business may go south even when it seems like you're doing things and doing things for him. And Again, just have faith. He works everything together for good, and uh, the waves will come as you do this, um, which is why you know Arlen's idea of getting together and having guys and women that are around you to hold you accountable and kind of encourage you and keep you going is very important. So just want to encourage people that way. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't wait for the perfect time. Just do it. It'll it'll work. Yeah, that's well put. And yeah, you it'll work. And I always, I'm a big believer, Brad, that things work out in the end. And they work out the way they're supposed to work out for a reason. So that's uh, that's what I've always tried to live my life by. Rick, uh, anything that we, you wanted to get off your chest and we haven't had a chance to uh, talk about yet? Uh, well, just to, to follow up on, on Brad there, um, you know, just straight from the Bible, uh, Romans 8.31, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, and, and I have to remind myself of that. Every day, you know, God is for me. Every morning when I get up, he's for me. He wants me um, to succeed. He wants me to go out and, and be for him. And and so when you feel like maybe the day isn't going so well, uh, remind yourself that, that God's in your corner. And, and, you know, one of the things that we talked about at the Go-Giver Conference, um, you know, I've been living what I call uh, simple acts of obedience. I mean, that's been kind of my mantra for two years now and and you, you kind of try and, and and tune in um to what god might uh have in store for you at any given time and and, and i took uh at the go-giver conference i took exception to uh what a lot of people uh you see bumper stickers what would jesus do and my exception to that is, is it's not so much a question of what would Jesus do, because none of us are Jesus. None of us are perfect. He was perfect. We're not. The, the real question is, what would Jesus have you do today? Or what would Jesus have me do today? That's the question that has to be asked every day, every moment, all the time. And, and if that's front of mind, then... Um, the rest is easy because if you're doing what what Jesus would have you do, uh, the rest is a piece of cake. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Rick, for sharing that, and it's so and it's so true. Jeff, uh, anything that you would like to add to our uh, discussion today? Well, it's obvious to me that God's doing something in, in in this session because both of those guys that went before me stole my thunder. I was going to refer to Romans eight also, um, 
But in, so that that tells you God's doing something right there. Everybody's everybody's thinking about the same things here. I'll go back a chapter. You know, Romans seven. Uh, we need to remember who we are in Christ. Um, no, no matter like 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 that was just mentioned the end of eight where it talks about uh, if He's for us, who can be against us? It also says that that there's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of Christ. There's no situation. There's no power. There's no uh, person. There's no event that can separate us from his love. But if you go back to seven, and this is what really encourages me when I go through just the the things that come up with running a company and managing people and, and, and the struggle with, you know, I'm supposed to be Christ-like and I'm supposed to have a, have a, a servant leader's heart and, and I'm supposed to set the example. But you know what? Today's just a really rough day. You can fall back on the fact that you can fall back on the fact that God calls us His own, and and He in, in seven He tells us to call out to Him, call Him Father. He uses the word Abba, which can be loosely translated as Daddy. Just just like we want our kids to reach out to us and say, Daddy, I need this, or I'm hurting, or I'm going through this. He wants to hear from us, and and it goes on to say that that because we're His and because He loves us in that manner and encourages us to, to approach Him, that we should understand that we are considered a joint heir of his kingdom with Christ or a joint heir with Christ. That's saying something. The same Christ that he that he sent to die for us. And so that, that that's a big deal and I think it's easy to get bogged down in the issues and situations of any particular day in business or just in life in general. It's easy to forget that. So I would encourage anyone uh, who's going through anything to, that's a believer to remember who they are in Christ and remember that God is there and, and and so desires for us to call out to him. Uh, thanks, Jeff. That was that's that's so true, and that's uh, you know, that's the reality of today's world is that we just need to call out and and uh, and remember where we came from. That's a so what a great well put. And Arlen, uh, you get the last word today, my friend. Well, it's been a privilege to uh, to be on the phone with uh, or on the radio with these guys today. Uh, you know. Uh, I, Probably the thing that, that I would say is that, you know, seek out folks around you that you can share life with. Uh, you know, the, the thing that I really enjoy more than anything now is, is being able to go to meetings and events and industry activities and know there are, there are going to be brothers in Christ there that I can, can hang around with. We can spend time together. We can encourage and challenge one another and, and be accountable to one another. That's so important uh, for us to have in our walks as as business owners and, and men. Uh, we need to rely on one another, and uh, we got to seek those things out and then make time and invest in those relationships. Uh, God didn't call us to live the Christian life by ourselves. This isn't a solo event, and we need to we need to really build relationships. We need to spend time investing and and uh, be together, and uh, so. That's one of the most exciting things that, that I've seen happen is we've seen the peer groups take off and when you go to a conference now, you're not you're not there by yourself anymore. You're there with a group of brothers that you can uh, live life with and, and have some fun and, and know that somebody else is there that will cheer you on and hold you accountable at the same time. Well thank you very much, Arlen, for uh, for that and it's all true. It's it's great and it's comforting to know that uh, we do have friends, we do have brothers that are uh, and sisters that are there. Uh, and, and having the same challenge in life we all do, and it's and it's, it's wonderful, even with some of the stuff going on in my own personal life, last two months, and the amount of friends and colleagues that have stepped up and offered their their advice has been great. We're uh, rapidly running out of time here. I want to thank every one of you guys for uh, for taking some time out of your day. And we mentioned a few things to take action on here. If you're interested in, in learning more about HTG, uh, you go to htgmembers.com and uh, there's a form if you're an IT pro and or IT consultant and want to sign up for that and want to, you're, want to learn more about HTG, go there. Uh, we mentioned Arlen's morning mailing list, which I highly recommend for anybody, uh, any line of work, anything, if you're a follower of Christ, it's something that, uh, it's just one of those morning shots of inspiration, I call it. Just email me at the show and we'll make sure you get uh, put on it, info at smallbusinessitradio.com. That's info at smallbusinessitradio.com and I'll make sure you get passed over to uh, the right folks. This is our last show of the year. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. I know that's a, a kind of a tacky uh, thing, but that's, that's so true. He is why we're here over this time of year. 
This is our last program. We'll be back uh, the second week of, of January in 2009. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you to my wonderful guests, and we will talk with you all in the new year.